Hello and welcome to the Developing Dads podcast. I'm your host Neil and alongside my brother Gordon, we're going to explore life as two young dads trying to figure this whole parenting thing out. Join us every Monday where we aim to share our thoughts on how we raise our families, invest our time and explore things that interest us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Developing Dads podcast. I actually started this episode just before I hit, when I hit record, Neil uh, was chomping and chewing whatever he's eating just now. And uh, I don't know if anyone out there has a has an eating fetish and wants to listen to Neil chewing his way through a crumpet or whatever thing that he's decided to uh, to eat during this podcast. I mean, I don't know if you're like anybody else, then it kind of, uh, it freaks me out a little bit. It's one of those things where... I don't. I don't think if if Laura was a noisy eater or ate with her mouth open, I think I'd, I'd probably I'd probably divorce her. If I'm honest. Yeah, it does get on my my nerves as well. But I'm I'm eating an, an oat cookie that's been freshly baked. It's, Did it's you delightful. freshly bake it, Neil, in your little penny? I, I didn't wear a penny. I um, but I did, I did. I did freshly bake it. Oh, you you're such a modern dad, Neil. <laughs> you know, you take Fridays off. You know, this kind of like European lifestyle. Did a food, food shop this morning, bake some cookies. My goodness, you'll be cleaning the toilet. You'll be cleaning the bathroom <laughs> uh, after this, won't you? It's on my list. <laughs> it's on the list. There we go. I think I think I think uh, Laura would probably rather marry you than me um, because <laughs> I don't do any of those things. <laughs> Anyway, welcome to um, yeah episode number 87 of the Developing Dads podcast. Today we're going to run through basically some of the things uh, or pieces of content that we really enjoy, maybe make some recommendations. So any developing dads out there who want to follow some learned things versus just even entertainment stuff, we're going to share some of the thoughts and feelings on various platforms like YouTube, books, authors, Instagram other stuff that we might have uh, considered or thought about uh, or we regularly consume I think is what what I'm trying to say either way on the uh, developing dads podcast this is a catch-up call or catch-up chat it's basically like a it's like a nice sounding zoom call isn't it Neil? <laughs> yeah really it's like a facetime and it's got to be FaceTime an hour where I've yeah it's an hour long and we uh we record it with nice microphones and whatever else um but either way it is partly yeah, it allows us, my phone's going off, sorry. Uh, it allows us to be able to catch up once a week. So we get to say hello, see what we've been up to, how we've been feeling, any thoughts. Neil's had some big things this week. I've seen an emotional post put out there on uh, on on, uh, in, on Instagram, I think it was, or Facebook, or wherever you talk talk about crap, Neil. Um, but either way, we do catch up. So, Neil, how are you? And um, what have you been up to? Um, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's been back at work. I've been off last week, so yeah, getting back into the swing of things with work, and yeah, as Gordon touched on, it's a it's a bloody big week. So Ben and Lewis, if you're a new listener, I've got three kids: Ben, Lewis, and Isla. Isla's P four, and the boys, Ben and Lewis, have just started P one. Which, yeah, when I like think about it, it's just bonkers that now I've got all my kids are now in school, away nine or quarter to nine till quarter past three every single day. Yeah, it's just a bit a bit bizarre. So very excited for them. They there's no kind of nerves on the day. They kind of embraced it, ran in like you'd expect a, a happy kid to run in. Um and yeah, they looked very smart in their shirts and their ties. Um, I got a bit emotional, as did Rebecca, as did every other granny, grandparent, mum and dad watching all their kids go in. Um but yeah, it's just like I don't know, it's it's one of those moments of a new chapter. 
it's like a big, big new chapter for them. And yeah, and I, I, I has now started P4, which is kind of much the same, but a bit more structured, I think, in terms of learning and tests and stuff. And she was, she didn't want to go to school today. And she kind of kicked up a fuss this morning about not going to school, blah, blah, blah. It's like day three after the several holidays. And it turns out she's got a spelling, spelling test. <laughs> and she doesn't like spelling. So yeah, these are the things that they've got to embrace and, and get through. But so you are you in dad mode? You're like pull your trousers up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get in. Right, shoulders back, chest proud. Do your best. Off you go. Yeah, right. This is this is life. Uh, you're kind of the uh, you're the you're the crow in the nest, <laughs> kicking their kids out, of, kicking their chicks out of the uh, thing. Off you go and fly. Let's see what happens. I know, I know. So yeah, it's it's exciting. Um, apart from that, it's been a pretty standard week. Nothing. Nothing else, just getting them ready for school. Um, they've come back every day knackered. So just early nights. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's great because you get free babysitting <laughs> and uh, they actually go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think they're getting a lot more independence and it feels like, especially Ben, he seems to, I don't know, he almost he's changed just overnight from going to school, which is quite nice to see. It's almost like he's gone from being a kind of toddler... Um, young person to being a bit more mature and yeah I don't know maybe it's just my perspective but yeah do you you think that comes from you know when I use that bird analogy do you think there's like the there's a bit of that where it's like because it comes like change comes internally you know people people don't necessarily like they'll change to some degree from external factors uh, and stuff that happens to them and all that kind of thing or being told that they should change or whatever else but it fundamentally comes from like within and you know maybe there's a conscious realization in his mind he's like well dad mom and dad aren't here who else is gonna who, who else is gonna <laughs> defend me or yeah. gonna support me or whatever else i've got to try and do something about it maybe subconscious maybe there's something about that i don't know yeah it, i think you're right quite philosophical um but it's it's also nice that so I, when Isla went to school, she had no siblings in that school. Um, but when the boys have gone, they've got Isla in the playground at lunch times and at break times. And Isla's friends, they know quite well from just them coming over. So they've already got a bit of a network and they're already mixing with like P4 or P5 year olds, which again, will just kind of add, I don't know, add a bit more confidence to them, I think. So yeah, that's a bit like, complexity as well, right? Because it's, it's, you know, the way that we behave around grandparents is slightly different than the way we behave around our mates. Yeah, versus yeah. how we behave around children, right? Yeah. So they they then start to realise there's a there's a social structure, there's a class structure, there's an age structure, there's all those kind of things. But I guess they went to nursery, didn't they? So there'd be some some of that as well already. Yeah, true. Anyway, that's my week. Just full of emotions. That's it. And that, that's 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 all that's happened. Yeah, I mean, we, we we caught up on Sunday, so it's not like we've had a weekend to to go nuts in. Um, that's it. All right. Great. How about you? What, what have you been up to? I mean, and I'm, I'm berating you slightly given that, you know, that's that's the only highlight in the entire calendar, but I, I've done absolutely nothing else. Uh, it's, I, it, it, I don't know how it's Friday. How do these things happen? Like, it used to take 14 years when I was about six or seven to drive to Edinburgh, <laughs> right? Or what it, it's certainly what it felt like. Yeah. And now being a 36-year-old man, I feel like it now takes two minutes to finish a day. You know, it's 10 o'clock already. What? It, it, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know. So, 
I don't know. Uh, highlight. I'm getting into golf a little bit. Yeah, you mentioned that last like, podcast. You've been been again since. Yeah, went played on uh, played on Wednesday night. Nice little nine nine holer. Uh, it's a funny it's a funny game because it's quite complex in the sense that it's just you uh, hitting stick and a ball, and you've got to swing it in a certain way in a direction, and there's lots of coordination of limbs and movement and all that kind of stuff, which I'm not bad at. Like I played quite a lot of sport over the years, but it's amazing how your mind totally fucks with you. <laughs> Like if you hit a good, if I hit a good, not with you, but like just me, I think is some reflections is like, if I, if I hit a good drive or I hit a good shot, it feels great. Like this is, I'm, I'm going to this, I'm going to the, the British Open. This is it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. I'm really enjoying myself. However, when I don't hit a good shot, it feels horrific. And it's like, <laughs> I'm shit. This is terrible. I don't want to do this. This is horrible. Why am I doing it? What's the point? What? Yeah, what's the point? All of that. But the thing that I'm I'm kind of re- reflecting on is that it's, it's just life is too easy when you do stuff you're good at. Yeah, for sure. It's too easy. And the things that I benefit from going f- to play golf is I go for a walk, which is, you know, inherently good. It's good for us to move around and do stuff. It's good to challenge myself in that when I don't hit a good shot, how do I analyze it? How do I think about it? You know, how do I go into the next one and be like, look, okay, let's just settle back into it, see what I can do for the next shot and see what I can hit. To hanging out with a, a friend of mine, Harry. Like, he's such a nice guy. He's, he's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. And to, to have nice, personal, slightly deep and intimate conversations about stuff like w- while walking around hitting a ball, it, it's, it's like a great mental health walk. Yeah. You know, especially, especially when it's like, especially when it's like sunset, you know, it's kind of quite a romantic, romantic journey. Um, and it's quite, it's really nice, you know, and there's a community around golf in the sense that, you know, everyone's quite friendly and they all say hello when you're kind of walking around the, the course or they're very polite. Uh, there's lots of etiquette going on. You have a beer afterwards. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely costing me money though, because I lost in nine holes, I probably lost about four or five balls. How, how much is a ball? The, uh, just under a pound. Okay. And then how much does it cost to play, play a round? About 15 quid. <laughs> so you're 20 quid down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's cheaper than a therapy session. So it kind of. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, the better you get, the less balls you lose and the less money that uh, goes down the drain. So. A bit of that. I haven't bought a set of clubs yet. I'm borrowing uh, my father-in-law's David's. So, and I don't quite have the 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 accurate gear to be wearing. Like I got told off because I was wearing a t-shirt, and I should have been wearing a polo shirt. You know, because there's a bit of that kind of snooty, yeah, snooty yeah. shit goes on. But you know, I'll I'll accept it. Um, so I did that on Wednesday night, and that was really good fun, and I really really enjoyed it. Uh, it's just a nice, nice thing to do. And I think the other one, the other one is. Um, it's just kind of, I think over the past few months, I've been realizing that the more clear my diary is, some of it I'm a bit lazy with, and I'm just kind of, not lazy, but I'm, I'm just kind of not working particularly hard. Like I'm not, you know, pushing myself and doing whatnot. But I've realized how much it gives you just a lot of like, it's just, it's nice to not be in meetings. Yeah. You know, it's nice to just be able to have a day where you're like, I've got nothing else to do. And it isn't, that is nice. Like there's, there's a bit of that, there's a niceness about that. I don't know why. So this week I've had very little calls on stuff, um, which has been good. 
Uh, most of my week has been very free of that. Um, I did have a, a meeting yesterday. There's a guy that works at the gym that Laura goes to called T2 Fit. His name's Luke. And he uh, he's kind of like pursuing YouTube stuff for the business and expanding and whatnot. And it's been, you know, it's really good to work work with him because he's got a similar kind of drive and attitude. He's quite young. And uh, it's, it's just fun because it's kind of, I'm spewing all this stuff about YouTube and how can improve things. And yesterday was kind of like a good meeting to do that. I'm working tomorrow. I've got a photo shoot filming thing, but that's for the client that I like, so it's good. And then next week's my first first mentoring event that I've ever run, oh, wow. which is going to be pretty cool. So it's going to be a day I've hired the T2 Fit Gym, so we're going to go down there, film content, like show people how to film content, uh, do some presentation stuff over three hours, and then we're going to uh, come around to mine, going to stick the big green egg on, do a picanha, a couple of picanhas, do some food, uh, break bread, as they say, and then, yeah, just do that. Should be quite. I think it'll be quite fun. Nice. Oh, yeah, sounds good. And then that's pretty much my week, I think. A um, couple of friends are staying at the weekend. And that's it. Oh, we booked a holiday. Is that the Dubai that's one? Update. Yeah, so we booked it last night. Dropped a, you know, a small house deposit on trying to fly out there. <laughs> Flights but, have gone mad expensive. Yeah, I, to be to be honest though, like it's a it's a good seven hour flight. Is Olivia and it was, yet, I think on a flight? She does. You have to pay for her. Yeah, so it's like I think it was fourteen hundred pounds for the three of us to fly out there. So is that a lot? You know, if you think it's like four hundred, just over yeah, just over four hundred pounds each, like to fly all the way to Dubai. I don't think that's that much. And um, return as well. Yeah, and peak as well. It's kind of November end of November sort of start of December so the, the, the average temperatures are like 18 to 30 degrees which is like perfect there's no rain yeah, nothing yeah. no clouds so it's gonna be nice and then we're getting to go out and see some really good friends of ours who've just moved out there which again is just going to be equally as nice because we've been to Dubai and Dubai is it is heartless like it's not a it's not a city that has culture really yeah it has experiences but not necessarily you know thousand you can't go and see a castle Let's be honest. And there's a sh- just a shady side to it as well. There's, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, there's shady side to everything. <laughs> but yeah, there is a bit of a shady side. But it means we can go and spend it with friends, right? And we can hang out with them. And we can go and do some stuff with the kids and just, like, just have fun. And we're also going to do like two or three days in a nice hotel, you know, with a kitty area thing and they just have a little bit of a family holiday. So because, you know, because of the benefit of staying with friends, we also get the benefit of potentially, yeah, potentially spending a bit more on, say, a fancier hotel. So we get a nicer adult experience, and then Olivia gets a really nice. We get a nice family thing. So that's nice. that's cool. That's that's really looking forward. To. I think Laura's super excited about that because we haven't really been on holiday because the past two years we've basically been trying to spend all our money on glazing house and <laughs> and bricks and shit. Yeah, I don't, so. I don't just survive in the thirties like our last episode. Just surviving, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it, really, Neil. Not much else to report. Nice. I can, you know, the funny thing is, we're we're about to jump into the sort of the, the main the main part of this um, this this episode. The first the first two are. I have a question for you. How many women are on your list? Oh wow! <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? It's bad. Yeah. Wait, is it bad? Like, is it bad? Like, that's a question. Like, is it bad? Like, if you're if you're absorbing content, 
which is, you know, I say content in terms of books, blogs, internet articles, YouTube, podcasts, music, like all those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, so do you think the reason I, I mean, you could argue that the diary of CEO, for example, I listen to the female in, in, interviewer, or the people that get interviewed are often female, mm-hmm. um, yeah, who are men, Rick Roll and that kind of thing. But I think from for me, the majority of men is because I think naturally, if we want to learn something, we're probably going to learn want to learn from the same same sex. Don't know if that's a thing, but. Yeah, if we're more, more I, I feel like I'm more likely to listen to to a male podcaster um, because I don't know, I want to improve myself and I feel like I can improve myself more from him than from a woman. Maybe that's naive. I think it's an understanding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, a, a male has been through a male's life like I'm going through a male's life. Because you, you, you can dissect that even further, right? You know, like you can dissect it even further in the sense that a man's probably more likely to understand a man's issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone from Scotland is probably more likely to understand someone from Scotland's issues. Yeah. Someone from Aberdeen is more likely to understand someone from Aberdeen's issues. Someone from Inverurie is more likely to understand someone from Inverurie. A farmer from Inverurie's, you know, you see where I'm going that. So I think, yeah, I was just quite curious. I kind of looked at it and thought, you know, <laughs> both of our could, could I divert... Yeah, could I diversify my my thoughts and feelings on certain things and and broaden horizons? Certainly. Um, so yeah, if anyone's listening to this podcast and they have any sort of resources that I perhaps haven't tapped into, then by all means, like stick it in the comments on Instagram or say hello on YouTube or whatever. Um, Do you think there's something though that the 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 kind of top fifty podcasts of the world? I don't know. I wonder how many are male male hosts. Let's have a look. I'll, I'll Google it. Is the is is, um, is it the majority because are, are females less likely to put themselves out there? Yeah, like there there could be something. Well, it's platform dependent. So, for example, YouTube is largely male dominated. Yeah. Uh, but Instagram's top ten earners are, I think, nine out of ten of them are female. Wow. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's worth considering. Um, top podcasts. Psh- I don't even know. I'm trying to I'm trying to look podcast charts and rankings. I think it might be like uh, might have to look at Apple Podcasts or Spotify Pacific. I don't know if there'd be a global yeah, one. Yeah, so I've got a website here. Number one is a female. Oh, okay. Uh, top Apple Podcast is Just Be by Bethany Frankie. Number two is Dear Alana. Number three is Scamanda. So a, a female. So maybe it's just um, narrow mindedness. <laughs> Maybe. And then there's uh, Spotify is Rogan, then Huberman, and then it's uh, Emma Chamberlain, which is number four, then another male. So yeah, so it seems, the, like there's a it seems to be quite spread, actually. Yeah, so, so the top three on Apple Podcasts is female. The top two, three, top three is two males and a female. But yeah, it seems to be quite spread. So... Yeah, yeah, maybe it's on us. But yeah, inst- Instagram. Uh, anyway, we're, we're we're going off on chart. But yeah, Instagram's definitely dominated by females. Um, YouTube is definitely dominated by males. So yeah, I guess I guess it's just your, like it's choice, right? It's consumer choice. You can choose whatever you want to listen to and whatever you want to watch. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, uh, the other one I was quite interested in as well as I was doing this is how I use each platform for different 
reasons. So it's either entertainment or education. So I'm curious if you have differences in terms of like whether you use a podcast for entertainment or education. Do you use books for either? Do you use YouTube for either? Do you use uh, like Instagram for either? Like what's yeah? So I think my most of my mix are we've split it into the same kind of categories: podcast, books, YouTube, Instagram, and I think YouTube and Instagram are more entertainment. And for me, books and podcasts are educational. But then YouTube has got a bit of an education to it with the people I, I watch on a regular basis. Um, so yeah, Instagram's probably the only one where I don't tend to take anything from educationally. It's more of a entertainment side. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Instagram probably the same. You know, I, I don't tend to use it as an education platform. Like, it's not something I learn from. Uh, there's, there's a bit of entertainment. It's more social, I think, yeah. probably from from that perspective. Uh, YouTube, I use for both. Like, I use it both from a, an entertainment perspective and an education perspective. Like, there are channels that have an educate ed, edutainment kind of edge to it. You know, it's talking about cars or uh, cooking or something like that, but there's an entertainment sort of edge to it like more of a reporting sort of thing. Uh, but most of it, yeah, is... Uh, and in podcasts, I do a mixture of both. So it's either going to be education or there's some entertainment aspects of things. But then it usually sort of falls around some facts or some something a bit more uh, factual necessarily than, say, fictional. Like I'm not listening to a murder mystery on podcasts or yeah. uh, a comedy sort of thing. Yeah. So uh, how will we do this? Will we just read out our podcast and then pick a couple to, to dive into? Yeah, sure. So my podcast, similar to Gordon's, a couple of them, but Diary of a CEO, been an avid listener since Steve actually started it when he was kind of building up the social chain enterprise. So not even when I had guests on it, it was just him in a cupboard. Um, Huberman, science-based one. Um, I quite enjoy it. I, so Some of the podcasts I don't listen to all because they're like three, four hours long on why you shouldn't drink alcohol. Um, and I'm not that interested in, in that kind of thing, but... <laughs> Yeah, I like being an alcoholic and leave me alone. <laughs> um, but interestingly, on that one, so my father-in-law, I'm sure he, he won't mind me sharing this, but he used to, I'd say, consume a couple of ciders a night or half a bottle of wine a night on a regular basis. Um, and it was just, uh, it was kind of in his routine. He'd get home from work, make his dinner, pour a glass of wine, and that'd be it. He wouldn't carry on doing it. Um, but he'd do it every night. And he listened to the podcast of Andrew Huberman did on alcohol. And he's basically, I think he's, over a year now, he's just totally cut out. Like, he probably did that kind of half a bottle of wine a day, I don't know, for 15, 20 years. Um, and now he's totally gone cold turkey and is not, not drinking at all. So, yeah, it just shows you that it can have a big, big impact. Um, and he's more looking at it like he's had his fun with alcohol and he's now at an age, he's probably in his late 50s, 60s, that it probably is going to affect him a bit and it might add, it might, might help him. Um, but anyway. That's one. Rich Roll, again, interviews some interesting people. He's done a lot with his life, ex-alcoholic on that theme, um, but went on to run ultras and become world champion at a lot of these. Against All Odds is probably one that's not really kind of interview focused. It's all about kind of big moments in history and recreated to be in a podcast. So, for example, they did a... There's a big disaster on the K2, which is one of the da most dangerous mountains in the world to climb. And they reenacted the climb and like everyone getting ready for it. They also reenacted the um, Thailand caves when a bunch of school kids got stuck 
or yeah, um, there, which is really interesting. So yeah, that's quite an interesting one. We just want to think out. Lex Friedman, again, big interviewer. He does a really good podcast with Elon Musk. He's now had Elon Musk on the podcast three times, which is mad. Um, and Mark Zuckerberg's on there. It's good. And then Nick Bear, who's a fitness guy, kind of. You probably heard of Nick Bear, have you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of set a supplement company up, and yeah, just cool, cool fitness stuff. That's my my podcast. My my all time favorite, I would say. I didn't put Tim Ferriss. Oh gee, um, Tim Ferriss is probably my my favorite. Fair, good list. Yeah, strong list. But never listened to it or against all odds. Um, I've kind of delved into some of them. Huberman, Huberman, Huberman's good, but I've kind of been slight, starting to like be turned off by him. Because it's kind of, the things people don't need to worry about is whether or not they've had sunlight in the first 20 minutes of waking. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of jumped on that bandwagon. Like, whether or not you're caffeine receptors are optimized for the first two hours of waking so you shouldn't drink any coffee or whatever else like there's there's also evidence against that like there's a, a evidence to suggest that if you have a coffee it actually uh, offsets the grogginess that you get from training early morning so having caffeine in the morning is is probably a good idea if you are training early because it offsets that kind of circadian rhythm issue where you're feeling a little bit groggy so it's stuff like that and i kind of just get a bit turned off with it because he's just Sometimes he just talks a lot of bollocks. And he started being sponsored by Athletic Greens as well. Oh, yeah, again, <laughs> all that shit, right? Yeah. I'm like, bruv, I'm like, bruv. Because, yeah, I won't get into it. Anyway, um, Diary CEO is good. I, I kind of, the only thing with Diary CEO is uh, if it's a guest that I think is going to be quite interesting, then I'll listen to it. But it's it's kind of, I don't like watching American TV and his intros are kind of like, world's going to end. AI is going to kill us. I found, we're all going to die. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. You know, this has changed my I, life. I'm this not, episode. Yeah. All that, that kind of, all that kind of shit. It's a bit, it's a bit much. It's a bit PRE kind of Americanized and it's slightly put me off more. I think I, I actually prefer the kind of casual conversation type of thing with, uh, with, um, what's his name? The OG, the big, the big guy. Tim what's his name? No, the other one. Joe Rogan. Um, Joe Rogan. Yeah, quite yeah, like he's, kind he's of casual keep conversational. His, keep his level. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not fucked with the uh, this, <laughs> the this, the strategy, right? And it works. Yeah. So, but again, I dip and dive into his because they're quite long, right? It's you know, it's two or three hours, and I don't have that time to commit to it. That's why I think our podcast being about fifty minutes seems to be a decent sweet spot where it's going to slot into someone's day potentially you know i think actually half an hour to 45 minutes is probably a better better route um lex freeman again another one like i like some of the i've listened to like some of the mr beast interviews he interviews well again quite a casual conversation there's no kind of fireworks going off but, but, but it's long it's long yeah it's really long nick bear i've not listened to um the ones that i'd probably add to that uh, is modern wisdom i only really listen to the ones where it's either an interesting topic that I'm quite curious about and I'll enter into, or it's a big guest. So it's yeah. someone that's kind of, I'm, I'm quite curious about listening to their story and who they are and what they've been up to and yada yada. Again, good podcast, kept the format really well, interesting conversation, high quality as well, which I think is 
it, the more the more I listen to podcasts, the less tolerance I have for bad audio. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I just there's a, there's a lot of tech podcasts in like in the Edinburgh area and maybe Scotland area kind of that are popping up, and some of the guests are really interesting, like really innovative tech people. But they're on Zoom calls with AirPod microphones, and I just I can't listen to it. It's bad, it re- especially when you've especially when you've listened to someone like you know Modern Wisdom's uh, levels of quality. Uh, when certainly when it's in person or Diary of, Diary of a CEO, you then realise like just how friggin' bad it is, and it just <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't listen to it. So yeah, so that's that's kind of an important important one for me. Um, I listen to a podcast called Colin and Samir. They're YouTubers who comment on the creative economy. So looking at kind of sponsorships and interviewing YouTubers and big YouTubers about certain things. And I find their interviewing style very good, very casual. Uh, they've they've added an intro, but I think it's subtle enough that it's not kind of, you're not setting off a million pounds worth of fireworks in your ears. So they've they've done well with that. They have some interesting guests. And again, it's, a, it's an interest of mine right now. You know, so they're they're kind of leading the way on that conversation about YouTube and the creator economy and all that kind of thing. Uh, another one's a financial podcast called The Ice Coffee Hour. I've not listened to it much recently, but I don't think he's been uh, running many up episodes. I really, again, high quality. I really enjoy the casual conversation. It's not too long. Uh, it's a good conversation with good guests, always in person, which I, I, I actually love the in-person ones you know, certainly more than I like the recorded versions. And you can kind of tell, even if you're listening on a podcast way. Um, but it's very good financial advice sort of stuff, like business, entrepreneur stuff. Diary of a CEO, like I said, I kind of dip into that. And then, because now I'm a, a Fulham fan, I listen to the Fulhamish, Fulhamish podcast. Uh, I just like some of their analysis of some of the games and stuff like that. And then some of like the, the thoughts and feelings. I also just like the kind of bootstrappy, kid in a bedroom kind of podcast thing where they have a high quality sort of podcast set up and they, they they've just done it really really well where they obviously started it it's an unofficial Fulham podcast and it's just it's a bunch of lads just talking about Fulham and yeah, yeah. it's just really good and they they've done I went to a live event when they do a live Fulhamish podcast and that was even, that was fantastic because you got to just kind of watch them in full flow and it feels like something like we, we're doing you know and that was great Nice, nice. Yeah, most of them I've, I've heard of, but Ice Coffee Hour sounds pretty interesting. Um, Col- yeah. Colin and Samir, I've only ever tuned in on like guests they have that I know about. Like the recent recent ones, Ali Abdal was on it, I think, on YouTube that um, I watched briefly. You just want a juicy gossip to see if you talk about me. <laughs> um, but like, we I- should type. We should do a podcast. We should do like a you know revealing all of the experience of working for Ali Abdal. <laughs> And then uh, that would probably get some views, wouldn't it, off the back of those types of interviews? Yeah, yeah, probably would. Um, but one one tip I would give is, if it's a long episode, I put it on 1.5 times. And at the start, it sounds like I can't listen to this, it's just too fast. But your brain kind of, I don't know, slows things down or you, you suddenly be able to kind of tune in. So most of the episodes I listen to on a run would be 1.5 times. So I can get through a, a couple hour episode pretty quick. Um yeah, let's move on to books next. So I kind of dip in and out of books. Hold on, hold on. Well, I want the audience, anyone listening to this podcast who's a regular listener, right? So anyone who's, who's, you know, got through most of our episodes, I'd like you to just guess in your head right now what Neil's about to say <laughs> on, this, <laughs> on his book list. Let's, let's, let's just, just take a minute to think, you know, what book will Neil talk about? 
<laughs> you thought about it it's in your head remember it <laughs> um, so yeah I've, I've, I've read lots of books and i could i could go down the I, I guess i i took the view on this podcast of like what do i consume regularly so there is books i could recommend um people i read and yeah my, my bookshelf is full but the ones i, I kind of dip in every day pretty much because there's daily in this in this in the sign um are daily stoic and daily dad so they're by ryan holiday bit of a fanboy i have a book sat right here nice yeah still this is the key so like uh, yeah i've read that and I've, I've read his other ones but yeah i was taking it from like a what do i do on a consume content on a daily basis so yeah those two i have the um kindle version on my phone so i can just read it in the train or i have the nice signed copy from gordon you got me a gift daily dad and um, that's on my desk and i've got the daily stoic on my desk as well so they're all kind of around um easily accessible and just some nice food for thought some nice things to think about over the day um yeah it's wholesome content and i like it it's a strong it, it it's a it's a strong book just to pick up yeah you know because there's, there's not many books like a lot of books what one thing i, I read recently was a tim ferris Tim Ferriss did a Instagram carousel or something where he kind of, he was like, if it's a bad movie or book, you don't have to finish it. And it's so tr- it's true. Yeah. Like I, I go through this sunk cost fallacy issue of like reading a book and thinking I've got to finish it. And I'm like, no, you don't. If it's, if you're not enjoying it, just fucking put it down. Gone. But with this one, because they are just meant to be 366 or 365 days worth of like things, then you can just pick it up on the date that you want to and you can just read that cha- that one pager and it's really, I, I quite like that. That's a nice little stylistic thing to do, especially within the busy environments that we have now. Like the time to sit and read a book, good one. <laughs> exactly, but if you can do one page a day or two pages a day, then... That's also true and you can, I could probably not look at my phone before I go to bed. I could probably read my book, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no one is surprised that you said that, Neil. <laughs> but as, as I say, like I'm, I'm reading a fantasy book just now by, I can't remember the author's name, it's very, it's cool. It's like people living on the moon and how the world's kind of built and stuff. Um, so yeah, like I, I do dip in and out of other books, but the, those are the two main drivers of my my week. Nice. I wrote down a few. Um, I wrote down a few uh, authors. One is a guy called Derek Sivers. I, again, I, I quite like his sort of short, his sort of one page chaptery type style. And they're again, they're kind of in the self-development realm, you know, from entrepreneurship to um, life development, personal development, if you will. And I just really like the way he writes. I think he's very thought-provoking. I think he's very interesting. It's very short. He has a writing style where if he don't, if it doesn't need to be there, he gets rid of it. So they're not like long, convoluted types of conversations or stories. They're just kind of pretty much one pagers. And yeah, I really like his writing style. And I like to listen to him as a guest as well on, on podcasts. So anyone who fancies it, he's, they're very, very good. I think I have a book actually over there. I think I actually got an audio book of his. And it didn't, didn't fit oh, yeah. audio book format, I don't think. I this, this is one called uh, Hell Yeah No. It's one that I read. And then the other one was uh, Anything You Want. Both excellent books excellent reads like really really good and he's also self-published like there's no kind of intermediary or whatnot you're kind of buying from him funding his life which feels pretty good because a lot of authors actually get paid up front to write the book and then they write the book and they actually don't get paid until they've paid off that upfront wow thing so 
he's very good. Uh, Mark Manson, you know, multi-million copy selling uh, author. Uh, what's what's the book called again? What the so, the art the subtle, the subtle art. art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, fantastic, great book. He's also got a fantastic Instagram page. You know, I think he's just he's just a really interesting person to to read about to listen. His books are great. There's a Netflix movie. I've watched it. Yeah. Um, it's a bit about his life really, to be honest, is it? which is, it's good. It's good. And I can see why. So his pursuit now is basically video. He is heavily investing into YouTube and that platform. Cause that's pretty much what he, he doesn't do now. Ah, okay. He doesn't write as much as he does now. He makes YouTube videos. Then the last one for me is a guy called Will Storr. He wrote a book called Selfie and The Status Game. The first one's about the evolution of uh, social media, essentially, where it's come from, from way back, like the philosophies of the East and the West uh, and how it's kind of risen into what it is now. And the other one is The Status Game. So it's kind of looking at essentially why we buy the things and why we do the things that we do. And pretty much all of it's driven by status of some kind. So it's, it's just, he writes really well. He's really interesting, uh, well-researched, that kind of thing. And then, I, th- I didn't actually write down one. I know a guy called, um, well, two, two actually that I didn't write down. There's quite a lot. Uh, one is a guy called Douglas Murray. I find him really fascinating. He, is, he writes about political issues. He writes about um, gender, homosexuality, uh, transgender, he talks about um, politics. He speaks really eloquently and interesting and has some, you know, fascinating points about certain things. And then Jordan Peterson, you know, I think he's he's a good talisman for the the masculinity <laughs> movement, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a bit of a Marmite feel to him. Either love him or hate him. He's got a mixed what, Jordan Peterson? Yeah. Why would you hate him? Um, I mean, I, I, I'm in the love him camp, but it's just his, his views are quite strong, especially about religion and that kind of thing. Religion? Yeah, am I, am I talking about the same person? Let me quickly Google him. I'm sure it's Jordan Peterson, as in the 12 rules of life. Let me just get him up. Yeah, yeah, it's him. Yeah. Does he have quite strong views about religion? He does, yeah. And um, I was listening to a podcast about a guy, um, he was on, oh, butchered it. He came off Twitter, you, you'll know his name, but I can't remember his name. Um, Sam, Sam something. Sam. It's gone. It's a singer. No, he's not a singer. He, he's a prolific. He's kind of like Sam a, Harris? Yeah, Sam Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of like a prolific, yeah, philosopher guy. And anyway, his views on religion really can coincide with Jordan Peterson's and, it's quite an interesting topic on the, on the podcast. They don't, co- they don't coincide. They're no, conflict. conflicting. That's what I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know much of his religious stuff, but I just think his, his campaigning f- against the... His campa- campaigning against the one-sided argument that there is a patriarchy, for example. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, men are, men are largely in control, that kind of thing. And just the fact that he kind of came out and spoke about it and said, no, that's actually not correct. And I think that's fair. And I think that speaks to a lot of young men out there that aren't in control, <laughs> that don't have, and that's the majority of men, right? It's a very small subsection of men that control the FTSE 100 companies. 
there's, you know, men aren't necessarily like the, the most disadvantaged, the most disadvantaged youths in this country are young boys in Scotland, young white boys in Scotland. Wow. They're the least likely to go to university, the most impoverished individuals. So things like that. Anyway, he's a good, I quite like reading his books and, you know, the first chapter of uh, the first rule of his 12 rules of life is like, make a bed. You know, set yourself up for success. Set yourself up for success. And, you know, if you're going to go out and campaign against, you know, world issues and things and you haven't made your bed, <laughs> go home. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Anyway, next ones. Uh, books, YouTube. Yeah, so I kind of I put them not really into it as much. I used to be a massive YouTube fan and I don't know, it's consumed for maybe an hour or two a day of like the Casey Nice stats and the um matt diavella and all that kind of stuff um but yeah i've kind of i don't know i've gone off a little bit i just don't know why maybe it's lack of time or lack of interest is it because of the creators like the creators have kind of fallen off that you enjoyed watching yeah maybe maybe um i haven't found something to kind of fill that again so fergus crowley nick bear so fergus crowley is in edinburgh athlete he's done a lot of endurance stuff some crazy endurance stuff he's kind of like the scottish nick bear if you know what nick, who nick bear is and um, he does have some incredible content like the visuals and the quality is just really up there and um, so he's trying to, he's still trying to find his feet though he's only got something got like fifty thousand subscribers so he's still trying to have i don't know gain but he, he puts out some good videos and then nick bear as i mentioned like his podcast he does some really good videos high quality again seems to have a video production crew behind him every day but yeah, I, I kind of tune into those occasionally. Yeah, um, I, I I probably consume most of my media content is via YouTube because it's kind of the, the world I work in, I guess, yeah. to some degree. Um, but there's kind of like, there's the Casey Neistat's that kind of started it, you know, the Matt Diavellas. And Casey Neistat was entertainment, right? It wasn't necessarily education. It was very much entertainment. Uh, there is, Matt Diavellas was a bit of education, but also a bit of entertainment, like an education, an edutainment type of channel, because he's he was a filmmaker and then decided to start making YouTube videos. Peter McKinnon was all education to begin with and just being learning all about editing. Like I kind of attest a lot of his, a lot of his early stuff kind of helped me basically become the videographer, creative person I am now, I think, give me the, the skills to be able to do it uh, or help me along with the skills. And then I listened to, I watched a, uh, car channel quite a lot called Shmi 150 I listened to him back he, years ago yeah still he's, still, going. he's still churning churns like multiple videos a week and I just I, I think for him, I think I like the him as an individual he's kind of a bit geeky a bit weird but presents really well knows all the facts about the cars uh, really loves cars like just all about them and what he does and yeah I just find it a really fascinating person to watch and he's kind of all the YouTube money he's made, he's bought some pretty unbelievable cars. And uh, certainly just the experiences he goes through, it's, really, it's, it's a really good channel. It's really fun. And I, I really, I really like it. And I just, yeah, like, I think I just like YouTube across the board because it's very much a, I can choose what I want. And there's just so much content that you can potentially consume if you want to. And it's good for me to keep on top of like what people are doing and how they're doing it and what the editing aspects of things are and just all that juice. So um, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, big fan of YouTube. Cool. Next one, Instagram. Um, I kind of go in and out of following like famous people and not following famous people and like interacting with them and stuff. 
right now I'm kind of just most of most of Instagram is my friends and what they're up to. Um, but there's one guy I came across. He lives down in England somewhere. He's called One Life Truckit, and he's got a fa- fascinating story. So basically, he owned his own. He owned his own joinery company. He's now sold it or handed it over to a co-owner. Um, he was about to get married, but his wife left, or his wife to be left him. So he's in a bit of a rut. Anyway, he bought this massive man truck, which is the one you see like pulling the kind of Amazon sh- warehouse shops and the Tesco deliveries and stuff. Massive, massive truck, and put a container on the back of it. And he's making it a ca- ca- like camper van type style, but off road, massive thing. And he's going to um, drive from England to Australia with his dog. He's um, he's my age, and yeah, he's kind of going all in. He sold his house, sold his caravan, sold his business. He's he, he's he's kind of making everyone aware that he has got cash in the bank to do this, and like he's not just some crazy guy. He's he's doing it pretty pretty legitimately. Um, but yeah, I just quite like that. He's just kind of said fuck you to the kind of conventional life of getting married. And he's now got, uh, I, I started following him when he was 15,000 followers. Now he's got 150,000. So he's, he's grown, grown the social platform pretty big. And yeah, it's just really good content. Like he, I don't know if he's been trained or gone from a joiner to what he's creating in terms of the drone footage and the, the walkthroughs of his van. It's pretty cool. So yeah, if you're interested in like, I don't know, adventure life, he, I think he's due to set off um, end of September from England to Australia. Wow. So, I mean, it's one, it's one way to not, to not sit and think about stuff, right? Yeah. Just do it. Well, well, yeah. But or, what I'm saying is like, he's obviously had a terrible situation happen to him. And if you, uh, cover it up, if you, yeah. Well, if you go on a crusade or a, <laughs> a pilgrimage, yeah, you know, you can potentially find yourself on the road, but what happens when it's done? I guess kind of that's that's the fear. Like I I I, I try not to do things. I try not to, uh, and, and I'm guilty of it a lot. But I think I try not to do things, or I'm aware of doing things, or trying to be aware of doing things that are emotionally driven, rather than yeah. things that are from a place of like I'm already happy. Like I'm already a happy person. I'm already delighted. I'm really. I'm, it's great. What do I want to do now? Yeah. Rather than. I'm sad as fuck. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a truck <laughs> sell and drive it to Australia. <laughs> sell all my stuff. Sell, just sell it all. Get rid of it. You know, sell it all. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I all best of luck to him. But I guess I'm kind of I, commenting on it from my perspective is just, I feel like if you make a decision from a place of happiness, there's perhaps less, less it can impact you down the road. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, one for me is actually a recent discovery. I was listening to the uh, Modern Wisdom podcast from Chris Williamson. There was a, uh, I think his name's George. I think his name's George. I'm going to get this right because it's important. Um, but I, I started following him on um, on Instagram, and he is just a kind of a he's a a leftist male advocate. And he very much likes presenting data, which is something I quite enjoy, and then doing it as sort of Instagram carousels and sort of discussing essentially maleism, if that's what it is. And he does it so eloquently. Yeah. Like he does it so like it's it's data driven. It has thoughts and feelings about certain things going on, challenging the certain the current status quo. And I guess I like that rebellious some level of feeling of rebelliousness. 
uh, going against what's uh, what's currently being said, and then presenting it and saying, "Look, well, th- this is actually what's happening, not not what people say." Yeah, uh, I, re- I really enjoyed that. I think it came across as like things you might might enjoy or something, or you maybe shared something on your Instagram story. Um, men die. That's what I shared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so. That's that's an, that's a very good example actually of something that I found fascinating in that. Uh, so a hundred I think for every hundred females that are born, 105 men are born. Yeah. So what you'd expect down the line as men get older, you, you, you just expect more men, right? That's not the case. There's more women on this planet than there are men. And that tells us that men are dying. Like, so why are they dying? And it's, it's, uh, it's kind of mapped out to some degrees of, of the 15 reasons for death in the U S 11 of those reasons are topped by men. You know, yeah, it's like three quarters. You know, things like that. Um, so it means that we are basically killing ourselves to becoming a minority. There's more women on this planet. So it's kind of, there's things like that where it's just not seen in ma- mainstream media, right? It's not talked about. There yeah. is, and that's, and that's really like, I was watching, reading, sorry, I'm going to about to go off on a rant. I was reading the news like yesterday on the BBC News on the front fucking page Britney Spears has divorced oh, God. so-and-so. I saw that. Sorry? Like, the, the, I think in a year, like 172 men or something around that died from male-on-male violence in the UK. Yeah. And That's like, like every, every, two, every, two, every two days, someone is, someone is some, another man has killed another man. So it's probably quite easy to do a front-page report on... Someone, someone getting stabbed and killed. Yeah. But yet you choose Britney Spears has got a divorce. You're having a giraffe. And yeah, uh, I know what you mean. And another stark one for me when the, the tin man, tin men um, shared was the whole situation in Ukraine about with men. If you're between the fighting age yeah. of is it 16 or 18 and 60, then you're, if you leave the country, you'll be shot killed essentially so you're stuck in the country well yeah that's kind of extreme uh, there's reports of that happening yeah. like they're kind of fleeing the mountains and stuff and then you know it, it's just a classic thing back in world war Two and one when there was conscription where you had to go and fight you know you were put you're in jail you're put in jail yeah if you were a man of fighting age and you didn't go to the front line you were put in jail and you were shamed by the community and that's, that's what's happening in 2023 in ukraine which I just find that mad. And it, that was nowhere on the BBC, nowhere in the news. I've, I'd never heard it before. The Ukraine war has been going on over a year now. And it wasn't until, yeah, the 10 men shared it. Yep. So it, that's that's a, a definitely an Instagram page that I quite enjoyed. Uh, yeah, just because it's talking about things that are important to me, I guess, to some extent. Um, everything else is basically just some mates or me trying to drum up business. <laughs> so like I'll follow people to, to make, to make some dollars. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Instagram, I don't really use as a personal platform. I've got it for my 35 millimeter photography stuff because I, the weird part of me feels like it's wasted if I don't publish it. And the only platform really to publish it is, uh, is Instagram. Yeah. I, I, I get that. Um, I try, like, I make sure that Rebecca and I share, like, a photo album on our phones so all our photos go to the cloud and we can see them on our phone and stuff. And I try and share my photos, I don't know, to friends and family as much as I can, just so they're not wasted. But I, I do see what you mean. Like, I've got 20,000 photos in the cloud and when I die, what's going to happen to them? 
And there's only so many you can print and hang up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, I, I find that is quite nice. I quite like putting it up there just because... First of all, I want people to tell me how cute my daughter is. Uh, second one is I want to tell people how great I am as a photographer. And then the third one is I don't want it to go to waste because it's cost me at least nearly a pound every time I've hit the shirt button. Wow. Yeah. But here we are. Anyway, that is uh, episode number 87 of the Developing Dads podcast. If Unless Neil's got anything more profound to say for the rest of the episode. Done. Shaking his head. Uh, thanks very much so much for listening for the three and a half listeners that have got to this point we're we're churning an average of 30 30 listens a, a pod Neil which is you know we're, we're, we're at the scary heights of you know <laughs> one of them like I'm just waiting actually for one of them to hit 40 wow. you know, I don't think I've seen a 40 uh, outside of like our first episode or a special guest episode coming in uh, coming into or our viewership so or listenership so yeah if we can hit a 40 on one of them it'd be quite nice but either way uh thanks for listening we are of course on on youtube uh where you can watch us eventually uh i upload them but they're unlisted uh you can see neil's and uh, neil's incredible reels creation neil's reels that's what we call it neil <laughs> neil's reels you can get neil's reels on uh on on demand as he posts them on our instagram page uh developing dads you can comment there let us know what you think you give us a five-star review on spotify if you like our little episodes and what we chat about and what we go through then by all means have a little listen to them if there's anyone that we should have added to our list let us know if uh if we're missing some we're missing quite a lot quite a lot of female female representation on it so by all means uh let us know what we should have but uh, as always thanks so much for listening and uh, we shall see you or listen to you or hear you or whatever i, I don't know what i'm saying uh we'll see you or listen to you on the next episode cheers bye